Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode. We bring the heat. You know, we bring the heat. You know how it is. We're back with another episode. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Kanye, kind of dissected. What the fuck is going on with this guy? He's not bringing the heat. He, yeah. ooh. he is quite I mean, frankly. He, I mean, he's bringing heat. some heat, but not the good kind. Not the kind of heat that you want. No. Yeah. Dude is being exploited by people around him. And you got to feel bad for him for that. But also, maybe he shouldn't be talking about the Jews the way he is. Listen, there's a difference between being mentally ill and doing something about that versus just being anti-Semitic. Yeah. 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 If I could speak on behalf of Kanye West right now, I would say, Shit. Anyway. And also take your meds. Yeah. Anyway, like and subscribe. Uh, share the show with a friend. Tweet our episodes. Tweet our clips. Uh, play them out loud at work. Play them in the park. Uh, anyone that can listen to the show should and will. And yeah. that's not a threat. It's a promise. Mm-hmm. There are timestamps in the description, so you can skip around if you want, if you want to skip a certain part, or if you just can't wait to get to a certain part. It's listed out below. Use it if you want. Can't stop you. Can't make you. Yeah. We can't even make you be indifferent. That's the thing. That's We are powerless. I can't stress enough how much freedom you have in this situation. Listen. Really, it's up to you. It's a free country, unless you're a woman. Yeah, unless unless you need an abortion, or if you just want to walk down the street while black. It's less of a free country in those situations. Unless you want to pay a fair amount of taxes relative to your income. Yeah, or if you want to, like survive without signing your life over to a major corporation yeah. or if you want universal health care like to not go bankrupt over something that's preventable yeah preventable but, what I meant but think say. of it this way under this system we have choice you can pay yeah, up or you can die, die. you know <laughs> freedom <laughs> freedom really we need medicare for all who want it mm-hmm. yeah some people anyway. should fall through the cracks I think there is an acceptable number of people that can die. Alex, I'm trying to segue off this topic anyway. You want to jump into it? Yeah. uh, Lastly, we are uh, Prophets from God. Let's start the show. Yeah. (laughs) So you've heard about the stuff going on with Kanye West, right? What? Kanye West? I hardly even know her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, I have. And it's so tasty and delicious. It's... It's it's unexpected how like brazen he's been. Is it? You is know it I mean? really? Is it really? It's well. Uh, is is it? It's Kanye West, I, Alex. Okay, I will say this man got on live television in two thousand and four and said with a straight face next to Michael Myers, George Bush doesn't care about black people, Alex. Okay, that was based. That was you're, awesome. You're, I mean, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with him, but you're I, I to say this is unexpected. Well, okay, you know what? No, that is that I, is a bad I, I example. Expect this that from is, Kanye. That's a bad example. I expect him next to be like, also, My Little Pony is a decent show. I expect him to say that next. <laughs> Look, that's a bad example because going from like con- going from George Bush doesn't care about black people to the Jews are uh, controlling my life. Um, that's that's a pretty big. <laughs> 
Like I'm getting, I mean, I'm, I'm getting not whiplash. Arguing that's a big leap. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not surprised that Kanye West of all people oh, is yeah. saying this. No, I, I will say, if it was gonna be anyone that starts going off on the Jews, like he'd be on my short list. I mean, I bet he gets invited to Mel Gibson's house all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I bet they're having some good old times. Yeah, and they hang out with Walt Disney's frozen head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what's funny too? Like Kanye is now, I guess, conservative and Christian. Um, he doesn't understand that Jesus was a Jew. No, he was one of the good ones. <laughs> no, like it's the way I see it. Um, and by Con- the way, when I say Jew in that in that sense, I don't mean it derogatorily. I <laughs> no, just I yeah. want to point that out. To any future employer, I mean that as a person who is who is who is who is a believer in the Jewish faith and not derogatory. I yeah, don't mean I know. To be derogatory. I know there was one comedian. It might have been Louis C.K. Um, I know there was one comedian who is Jewish. Yeah, I know there was one comedian who had a bit about how like Jew is the only word that is like the technical name for a group of people and also the slur that you call them. Right. Like it's, it's all kinda, it's all in how you say it. Like, hey, like yeah, my, my, my buddy's a Jew or like my buddy's a Jew. I, well, or you have to be like, my buddy is of the Jewish faith. Yeah. No, you have to say you have to say Jewish or else like you, you, you're kind of on thin ice. Well, yeah, but OK, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, oh, you know, the the the, the Jewish people are uh, they you do this or whatever like like when you when you say it like that it's like you're you know talking about a culture you know it's like yeah they they have this tradition and they do whatever i don't think i should say it (laughs) but when you say the jews like it always sounds like you're talking about like oh yeah they control the banks like no i don't mean it in a bad way i'm i literally mean people of jewish faith in a non-derogatory manner um yeah, yeah that's the long and short of it yeah, but anyway, yeah, Kanye has been like kind of uh, unhinged for a long time. What, Kanye West, <laughs> Alex? Really? He? I didn't get. I didn't get that at all. I didn't get that idea from I him mean, at all. Remember when he said uh, something along the lines of, "My biggest regret in life is that I'll never be able to see myself perform live." Remember when he said on live radio that he thinks he's a god? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm really not. Yeah. The way I I'm see really it, not. Kanye West is like the worst outcome for a gifted kid. Because he like, he kind of has the like, he's, he's on the gifted kid track. You Listen, know? I, I, he, I think, I think he is, he's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And not in the like, not like, oh, he's just crazy. Like, I, I think no, he's he, he not is. I think he has good mindset right now yeah i think he's like bipolar he's literally diagnosed bipolar but yeah beyond that um i i you know i think he's probably dealing with a lot of baggage with his like recent divorce and yeah getting his girl stolen of, by skeet davidson right i mean i don't know kanye west so i can't say yeah but like this isn't something like one something I'm not surprised that he's doing because it's Kanye West, but like something that I look on with pity. Yeah, because something this is this is a, a dude falling like not even from gra- he fell from grace a long time ago. But right. 
Well, but you know what I mean? Like he he's on that kind of gifted kid path where like I don't know much about him personally. I don't know like about his early life or anything like that. Um, But just looking talented. But like, no, looking from the outside, like everyone around him has called him a genius so much. Like everyone in the media has treated Kanye West like he's like the greatest musician of all time. Mm-hmm. And like, I think he's really internalized that. I mean, yeah. Um, but also like he might be a genius at some things like yeah. music, like rap. Yeah, I don't stuff really like that. I don't follow his mindset, career, he, so I don't know. In a certain mindset, he might be a genius at that stuff. Um, yeah. But, but I think he I think he's internalized that to a degree that he like you said earlier, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm God or God speaks through me. I'm yeah, I am Jesus, basically. You know what's funny? And so in Jerusalem, they I think it's Jerusalem. They have like uh, a mental situation thing there that happens to tourists who go to Jerusalem and then think that they're literally Jesus. <sighs> I I need more information, I, I think. I I don't that's all I really know. I forget what it's called. You might have to google it. But I'll look it up they, later. They go there and I guess they're I'm I'm not sure even how that mindset even starts, but they think that they're the second coming of Christ or something. Yeah, what cuz they went to a place yeah, a heavily and they populated really place. Relate to it that million billions of people go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm I'm so unique for. Uh, so what I'm saying is, don't bring Kanye to Jerusalem. Oh man, I, I kind of want to now just to see what happens. Yeah, you know? kind of. Like, but, like see how much it like I don't compounds. Just, like, I don't want to just like fly him in a private jet. I want to bring him in like a military like cargo plane and have him parachute in. No, he should he should ride in on a donkey like Jesus just to like just to lay it on even more even, even thicker, you know, just lay on the, the symbolism. And when he when he walks into town, make sure he's carrying a cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, he's but- I, I see him as a gifted kid. And, you know, I don't know if you'd be able to relate to this personally, Gavin, but, you know, as someone who God. was very smart in God. school, um. Now, as as someone who just happened to be able to read a little bit better than your average eight year old, like I was kind of on that gifted path. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I, I haven't gotten diagnosed yet, but I probably had ADHD. So like perhaps being good at math and reading um, and having ADHD that like isn't being accounted for is like. A really bad combination and like it's pretty well documented like people talk about it a lot like the you know like the the gifted kid burnout you know yeah. where you're like treated a certain way and then you kind of internalize it and it messes you up mentally like i kind of see a lot of that in kanye west um where he's been he's been propped up a, so much and now well, it's like I, he has this well, weird complex here's the thing. regardless of how this really ends up for kanye he's gonna live the rest of his life comfortable Oh like, yeah, there's for no sure. Doubt about that. So, like, I I don't think I don't think it will really matter. Yeah, he like he lost him. a deal with I think Adidas, so yeah. he's like yeah. no longer a billionaire. I hear, which is but, good, but also like Adidas, you could have done that sooner. 
It took a lot of people being like, hey, Adidas, it, yeah. how about you not? And they're like, it, they're like, just ignore them. Yeah. It took They'll not only soon. it took not only Kanye basically quoting Hitler, but also the public backlash for them to be like, OK, we're going to. we're gonna. Well, did you hear ourselves. what he said on like a taken down podcast? Yeah, I was going to um, bring that up. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I can say anti-Semitic shit and Adidas can't deplatform me. <laughs> yeah. Or like, and Adidas can't break their deal with, and then it is like, yeah, no, we're going to break this deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to the dude who like video, like who like captured that bit and then saved it. I yeah. want to <laughs> say good job for you, buddy. Yeah. Good job. Um. But I don't know. I I see this whole situation and I see a guy who is just unhinged Mm -hmm. and not in a good mental space. And yeah, he's like um, not taking his meds. Yeah. I I just see a guy who's just kind of, for lack of better terms, panicking. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. It's unfortunate, like how public his breakdown is. Um, yeah. And I feel like he's been publicly breaking down for a, like, I mean, I forever. Um, but it seems like it's been going on like really hard for the past like year or so. Just, I mean, I would say since his divorce. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was sometime in the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's unfortunate, you know, how like public his mental breakdown has been. Um, and, you know, you kind of got to blame it on the people around him for, you know, exploiting him for clout. Yeah. Yeah. There but, has to you be know, someone I, like, hey, Kanye, come on. Yeah. But I also don't want to, like, infantilize Kanye. You know what I mean? Because, like, he is the one saying no, shit about the yeah, Jews. You, you don't get, like, a, a pass for what you say. Yeah. Or what you do. Especially when you have, like, a lot of money and thus power. So whatever consequence comes of this um will be earned right um but it's just sad to see a man um in this state yeah yeah like i yeah i feel bad for him even though he it is kind of his fault that he is saying it is unhinged things yeah Yeah. um but i I do feel like he's being taken advantage of and like like i don't want to say groomed but you know maybe like influenced is maybe a better word he's being influenced pretty heavily by like the daily wire because like i would say goaded he's being kind of goaded a little bit he's being goaded on by like different organizations who want to say that but can't yeah well like he's been hanging out with candace owens a lot and she's been like filling his head with no no so funny thing funny thing so candace owens husband owns parlor they just sold Parlor to Kanye West. I yeah, I knew he was buying it. I didn't realize it was uh, Candace Owens' husband that yep. owned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Nothing, nothing yeah. good can come of anything involving Parlor. What? Yeah. Are um, you saying a place where nothing is monitored <laughs> and you can say anything you want anytime, whatever it is, no matter how awful it is, you can just say it? You're saying that could become toxic? Well, not only toxic, but also from what I've heard, people were like posting like illegal stuff, like cer- certain uh, certain um, child pornography. Um, I was going to I was going to say something to kind of get around the bush. But I yeah, surprised? child pornography. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 
Um, but Never yeah, have I, I, I feel like a wretched cesspool of scum and villainy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like Kanye is really being like taken advantage of. He's being used as a pawn by the Daily Wire. Because, like, you know, Candace Owens has been hanging around with him a lot. And she made a documentary about George Floyd, basically just lying about him. Basically, like, yeah. saying that he deserved to die without explicit. Well, I mean, it is pretty explicit. But, you know, she doesn't come out and say the exact words George Floyd deserved to die. So she kind of gets away with being like, hey, I'm just I'm just stating facts. I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm impartial. Mm-hmm. But she like lied and said that he was on like fentanyl, I think. And Kanye That's was irrelevant. out repeating it. That's yeah, it's thing. not like, relevant to the case at all. Saying like he was on meds or he was on some drugs or whatever. It's irrelevant because the cop had his knee on his back of the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah, for some reason, even though that case is the most cut and dry uh, case of police brutality. Like the right somehow chose to die on that hill, and you had yeah. like Steven Crowder like making a video like recreating the the you know the knee on the neck without actually recreating it because you know he would die. Who would die? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's Candace like Owens saying, made like guys, the, it's it's like me saying guys the gas chambers in Germany weren't that bad. Look at I have this smoke machine in my room and I'm fine. Yeah, but don't uh, don't turn on a smoke machine in your room because it's, don't actually do that. Don't I'm, actually do that. I'm saying hyperbole. Don't do that. Yeah, you have to, that's to be in a very well ventilated space. To be clear, yeah, yeah, don't don't yeah. do that. No, it's like but. yeah, that Stephen Crowder video. Like to you know to 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 make it about gas chambers. It's like you if you were standing in the gas chamber with the door open and the gas not on, and you're like, I don't see what the big deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, okay. can I, can I say something else too? Like I, I took a, a criminal justice course when I was in community college, the teacher happened to be the chief of police yeah. of the town I was in. Um, I don't really want to like call him out like that. So I'm just going to say, keep it vague. But, um, he, the, the chief of police was even like, um, the cop who killed George Floyd was a thug. Yeah. Like yeah. he was, a everyone he, was on the same page with that case. Right. And he's like, I, they have general rules for all cops that just apply everywhere. And one of them is how you handle those situations. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention he that. He somehow like, found in, a way to break what little rules the police have. Right. And if you go into the cops, like history, the cop who killed George Floyd, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but, da- I want to say David something. Uh, yeah, I don't we don't know, need to but, immortalize him. Yeah. Um, he have had a history of of like brutal treatment of people who were in his control yeah um or people who he detained he even like beat up like a 14 year old yeah and if you wanted to make a documentary going into either person's past you'd think that you would go into the murderer's past and you know look at their track record instead of being like well, this guy counterfeited a 20 once or he, sp- he spent a counterfeit 20 once um, mm-hmm. or like he smoked weed once. So that's why he deserves to die painfully. Guys, he jaywalked once. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but it's just weird. Like, you know, taking all like, you know, political ideologies out of it. It's just, you know, if you're just looking at it 
as a case of one person killing another person and it being a massive trial. It's weird that you would go into the victim's history. Yeah. You always go into yeah. the the bad guy's history. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one like all these all these documents like like the Ted Bundy movie. They like didn't go into the the the, the victim's past cuz it's just like a fucking normal person. And that's yeah. all that you're going to find unless you lie like Candace Owens and you're like he was on fentanyl and he also uh he was he did all this other bad stuff you know it's just whatever. You, like you go in you go into the bad guy's history. One it's more interesting and two like you're going to find more stuff there to right. explain exactly. what happened. Yeah. Um all in all it's just sad. It's always sad to watch another person brutalize another person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of where I leave it. I, yeah, you know? Yeah. But anyway, back to the Kanye thing, the point that I wanted to make is he's being manipulated. Kanye is being manipulated by, you know, the people at the daily wire. Um, Candace Owens, I would say goaded. He's being goaded on by people who want to say what he's saying. Yeah. But have too much writing on their career. Yeah, well, it's kind of like how Dave Rubin is allowed to be homophobic because he's gay. He's allowed to say like the homophobic stuff that other, um, you know, Daily Wire people want to say because he happens to be a gay man. And Candace Owens is a a very similar figure because she is like a white supremacist um, mouthpiece, but she's she happens to be a black woman, so like it's okay for her to like basically say that black people are violent thugs because well, like, it's funny the white she's people like, at the daily wire can't get away with it as much well it's it's weird because she's um she's like always an advocate for not playing the race card until it's convenient for her her whole career is playing the race card right but like whenever you're like i think she was at a congressional meeting because they were trying to do i forget what the whole thing was but uh, a senator or congressman put like brought up video of her like just contradicting herself. Yeah. Right. And he's just like, listen, I don't need to make a case against her because she's already done it. And he played the video and then she played the race card saying that like black people won't. He he thinks that black people won't look into it or something like look into the video. Yeah. No, she. Yeah. The. Well, I noticed this with the right uh, broadly. They hate identity politics until it serves them. Right. They hate identity politics until they can like have a gay person on their team to say homophobic stuff. Exactly. They Um, hate it until it's useful for them. And yeah, they're kind of, um, they're kind of leading Kanye to be like the next Candace Owens. They're leading him to that position to be basically their mouthpiece to like, you know, go after, you know, racial and ethnic minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one point that I wanted to make is, you know, it kind of, it starts with, you know, going after like black people and gay people, you know, like it goes after and that kind Jews. of stuff and like, hmm? And now again, for the fourth, I mean, there's been uh, so many times in history where the where people of the Jewish faith have been persecuted, but yeah. now again, Jews. Yeah. It seems like every time there's like a new far right movement, um, 
like QAnon, you know, like it, it always starts and ends the same way. It starts with like going after like some vague group of bad guys that like control everything and also, you know, being racist and sexist and homophobic. Um, right. But it always ends with the Jews and they never change up the formula. And, you know, Ben Shapiro starting the Daily they Wire. Be more creative with their hatred, yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, throw in some variety. They should go to like a hatred workshop. Yeah. Yeah, guys, can you start workshopping your bigotry? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's ironic that Ben Shapiro would be the person to start this new right wing movement with the Daily Wire because they always right. end up going after the Jews. If you let right. hatred fester long enough, you know, if you start with like, did you know that black people do this made up statistic? Um, and, you know, and you do like, you know, gay people, I, I think gay marriage should be left up to the states. And, you know, you start going after like, yeah, you know, trans people, they're gross or whatever. It always ends with going after the Jews. And we are at that stage now. You know, they, they're like yeah. grooming Kanye West to be this, you know, this far right figure. And of course, he starts going after the Jews because that's how it goes. And it like yeah. one thing that I've noticed with this is that people are kind of ignoring that. Well, I think they're so I, I mean, I I think there's a certain threshold of critical thinking that needs to be passed before um, someone actually takes offense. And yeah. I, I think what dictates that is if you're listening to a news like an official news channel that is saying something like this you're already beyond that threshold of like taking in that information and critically thinking about it and when you hear like the daily wire say something about the jews it's like like whoa hold yeah. on a second that's kind of fucked up but when you hear someone like the likes of kanye west um talking about it well it's just kanye west yeah Right. And it's easy to write off um, if, it, it, you know, if it's not a view that a person that you've already started like taking seriously. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it would be one thing if it was just Kanye West saying it, but he is also like gaining a lot of support because yeah. of what he's saying about the Jews. Like people are like, you know, going out with signs that are like, you know, Kanye is right about the Jews. And it's, yeah, people aren't taking it seriously or at least not as not nearly as seriously as they should. Like people are kind of like justifying ju like justifying it. Like, well, it's not like he's literally doing the Holocaust. I think that's a very low bar. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I think, very... I think Ben Shapiro said something, he, something along the lines of, and don't quote me on this. Like I don't I didn't really pay much attention to his response. I know Ethan Klein said something along the lines of like Ben Shapiro was starting a new Holocaust and he said, you know, the really insensitive thing that he said he was like I hope that they go after him first. Um which he apologized for. Um but Ben Shapiro I know he responded to that, but he also responded to the Kanye thing and from what I remember the gist of it was like, yeah, I disavow it, but it's not like it's that serious. People just generally aren't taking it seriously because he's not literally throwing people in gas chambers. Like the rhetoric just means nothing, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like people are powerful, but a person, an individual is isn't. And I don't mean to say that in terms of Kanye West won't make a difference in this. What I'm trying to say is um, like, I, I know, like, it's obvious, like, I can't fix this. Right. Personally. 
but it, I, I think it's important that um, we we try to deal on an individual level more graceful with one another. Um, just try to be nice to one another. Don't be a dick. Wow, that's bold of you to say. Right? I mean, I just go to like kindergarten again. Yeah. For a second. And sharing is caring. That sounds communist. Sharing is caring, guys. Um, um, but yeah, people aren't taking it seriously. Like, cause it's like, well, they, like they say, it's just Kanye West saying it, but it's not just him. It's he's like amassing a following because of what he's saying about the Jews, like beyond yeah. like his already, like, you know, his, his, the fame that he already has, he's like gaining support yeah. for what he's saying. And like there, you, you see this happen a lot where like, something you know bad like uh, like some bad social movement is happening and people kind of ignore it like oh you know he's just talking about the jews Mm -hmm. and it's kind of ignored until it gets to the you know the the stage where people start doing physical violence then it's like well who could have seen this coming you know like with january 6th yeah right like trump didn't tell them to to raid the capitol yeah people get Um, really like pedantic and literal in situations right. like that well it's like i mean he called them to the capital for a rally that turned into a riot and even that like, turned into an insurrection yeah i the, remember the, the week escalated yeah i remember the weeks before that happened he was saying yeah if i lose the election it's going to be because of voter fraud and he was saying out loud no i won't accept the, the results of the election and then everyone um, acted so surprised when they actually acted on it. And that's what's going to happen here. There's going to be yeah. some kind of violent uh, movement with these far-right I mean, weirdos. They're going to start... Hope, I just really hope that America doesn't have its night of broken glass. We I are really, going to have that. I just... I see it coming. And Tucker Carlson is going to be another person that like legitimizes that. Because he's been going on about white replacement theory. And like, I don't know if he's already pivoted to talking about the Jews, but I know he's at least like sympathetic to Kanye. So, you know, Kanye West is like, you know, the radical guy out there talking about the Jews or whatever. You know, he's getting people riled up. He's getting like the far right MAGA people riled up. Tucker Carlson is the legitimate face for like the center right people and like, you know, grandpas, you know, and like your standard Republicans that listen to Fox News. Like he legitimizes the movement. So when they do go out and go after the Jews, people are like, well, you know, they have a point, you know, I, and people won't take it seriously until it's too late. I wish I had like a, like a rationale. Yeah. I'm lost for words. I just, it's just sad. It's just cause like I, when I think of America, like I don't, I, I, I like to think, of the place that's like a melting pot where we we work with each other's differences and we get to know each other beyond our differences and we grow an identity on top of that togetherness um and i see stuff like this happen and not only do i see something that's objectively bad happening but i see people in positions where they should know better actively goading it on yeah um and it's just really sad to see. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you can take some solace 
um, knowing the fact that like, you know, right wing movements like this, like fascism, let's just call it what it is. Fascism has a tendency to implode, to eat itself. Yeah. Because when you take these ideas to their logical conclusion, it ends up with that group, you know, killing each other. You know, when you yeah. when you have a movement based on the idea it of It becomes purity, a race to the bottom. It becomes a race to the bottom. Um, yeah, if you have a movement centered around the idea of purity, which is what whiteness is. It's, you know, whiteness is like the lack of race or whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's based on the idea of purity. Like, oh, I'm not, you know, like these other, you know, these swarthy people. Well, what's white? Are Italians white? They weren't for a and while. That, well, it's, it's Are Irish people bring- white? It's interesting that you bring that up because um, during the Second World War in in Germany, I forget exactly like where it was, but like like a bunch of the German high command got together and they their whole mission for like a whole month was just figuring out a definition for what Jewish means. Yeah, there's no hard and fast definition. Yeah. I mean, you do have people who are who have genetic factors that are inherently like Jewish. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that to be derogatory. That's well, like Jewish, like, like that's I'm an 1% ethnic group. Ashkenazi Jew, right? Like I've done a, a genetic test, right? And th- their whole thing was trying to figure out if um, being Jewish is a faith, uh, uh, if Ju- being Jewish was a genetic or physiological trait, or if being Jewish was a, a way of life. Yeah. Right. It's kind and of all of those, but you can't really put a hard and fast to. definition on it. Right, and that's what really caused them to eat themselves alive. Yeah, well, within um, within the faith, like I've I I worked with someone that was Jewish, and he explained this to me. If you if your mother was is Jewish, like you're considered Jewish, but if your father was Jewish and your mother wasn't, then you're considered like half Jewish. But you're they they don't consider you like part of you know the the in group. Um, okay. So you know, do you do it based on that? Well, what if someone's father is Jewish? Like you're, you know, in like a. What if you convert? Yeah. What if you convert? Well, like from a strictly like a genetic perspective, someone whose mother is Jewish and someone whose father is Jewish, like they're both like half Jewish, if you will. But one of one of them will be considered Jewish by like the people in the faith. One of them won't. But if you ask yeah. a Nazi, they're probably going to consider them both just Jewish. Or just default to just racial stereotypes yeah yeah like oh your nose isn't grotesquely big enough let me see your teeth if you have a golden tooth it means something yeah like uh, yeah they start to like get really they they, they start to split hairs on it and they get really pedantic about the definition because you have to if you're doing a genocide it can't just be random of course you know you gotta you gotta you you know you know figure out who is and isn't uh going to the camps well here's a pitiable fact um it's a fact that if we all just worked together we could solve a lot of problems gavin you sound like a communist right now hate to be spitting facts here but if we all just set aside our hate, which is ultimately fruitless, and we just decided to work together yeah. to solve issues, we could fix it. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Even if that is uh, commie socialist uh, propaganda. Um, but yeah, if, you know, 
it's it's a horrible situation it's really bad stuff but you can take i i guess some comfort with the knowledge that eventually ideologies like this will eat themselves alive yeah you know it's hopefully it's kind of you know cold comfort i don't know if that's the expression Mm but you know it's it's like the thing is i just hate um having uh, a polarized political system especially the one that we have now in the united states where one side can't win if the other side loses if the other side doesn't lose right mm-hmm. one side can't get a leg up if the other side also is getting a leg up yeah you know um i believe the term is a zero-sum game i hate yeah. having to play that because we there are things that as people we all value the same and um i mean there's there's a lot of things that we would be willing to do that are inherently hateful but we do them to protect what we love and i just i i hate to see people having to resort to that we're not even having to deciding to resort to that um it's just really unfortunate to see yeah i mean yeah you can also view it as a function of people in power wanting to keep their power but you know they they kind of you know there's people you know people all over have like legitimate grievances you know yeah like inflation you know like gas prices that kind of stuff like people just can't afford to live you know anymore um and some people that want to like harness that will you know play to those frustrations but obviously Mm -hmm. since they've made their fortune on the same system that keeps people uh, from being able to survive like they kind of have to you know run on something that isn't hey here's how i'm gonna fix these problems they have to run on yeah. stuff that isn't like hey let's raise the minimum wage let's you know get well, let's let's I, stop you know corporations from ripping us off basically they can't run on that so they have to resort to stuff like oh you know the jews they're they're what's keeping you down so it's know, a it weaponization some- of of class frustrations Reminds me of this one quip I heard um, or something along the lines of it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to see it. Yeah. You know, um, because it's not it, it in many sense, in many senses of the word it's not real. It, yeah, it's not because we've let corporations take over and too many people like are unwilling or unable to look into it. I mean, a lot of people just don't have the time because as a result of that very situation, they're just working all of the time. And when they're not working, they're like worried about where, how they're going to put food on the table. So they don't have well, a lot of time to really dig into the, the, the minutia of capitalism. Well, well, right. But also a lot of people are, are stuck in a worldview that is backed by a lot of anger and vitriol and, yeah. and, um, hate. Yeah, and that's and what I mean. That, like their well, legitimate yeah, well, frustrations and, are being warped. Right. But when you, the 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 issue is you so the issue is when you when you try to encounter those worldviews with facts and with like real hard information that's meant to just be like here to help you. Yeah. Um instead of being accepting, they tend to be they they tend to either deny it or push against it yeah um and 
that's I think something that's inherently human to do. Um, but also if if what we're looking for is a solution to defuse this constant anger, vitriol, and hate, we have to do it with some sense of compassion. Yeah, yeah. You can't really combat, um, you know, like hateful um, ideologies with just. I'm not saying be complicit. I'm not yeah. saying be a pushover. I'm saying we need to say, yeah, that really sucks, and I'm sorry that you have to go through that. Exactly. But, yeah, you got to like but, relate to their problems. You can't like fight hateful ideologies with like you know facts and logic. You can't like you can't respond to an emotional argument with like a statistic. And that's not to that's not to like belittle you know mm -hmm. their 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 problems or whatever by calling it an, an emotional argument. That's just what it is. It's an emotional. You know, it's it's uh, it's how they feel. It's not like a conclusion that they came to based on any evidence or anything. Well, actually, I learned this in a political science class. There are positive and normative political views. So positive um, political views are like things ought to be like this. Mm -hmm. And normative political views are things are currently like this. Um, anyway, I just remember that's, that. That's a very but fun fact. Um, anyway, but my point but, is like if someone's like emotions, um, again, not to not to belittle their perspective, but if someone's emotions lead them to like, I'm frustrated and it's because of the Jews, for example, you can't really combat that with like, you know, a statistic like, oh, well, did you actually know that most bankers are, let's say, Protestant? Like, that's not really convincing to them well, because they didn't to come to that conclusion based on like, you know, data. So you got to meet them on their level. You got to, you know, meet them with like, oh, yeah, that sucks. But actually, the people you should be mad at is, you know, you know, that's that's kind of a vague example. But, you know, you get what well, I'm from what saying. I've been seeing isn't necessarily that. But what I've been seeing is and I, I think this is more of an issue with how the left is trying to handle this, which is by shaming. Yeah. And saying, like, you can't you can't say that right um because objectively th they can anyone can say anti-semitic stuff yeah um, they really mean you, you really fucking shouldn't you really shouldn't i would very much disagree with that but shame doesn't fix the problem though yeah it may like it may make you look good on twitter yeah it may you know it, it, well it's people talk about this with like online debates um, right you know to tie it to like a broader issue the the issue with online debates or well debates in general is it's mm -hmm. not about the issues really it's about looking good it's it's basically pro wrestling it's posturing it's posturing exactly right and so if you if you shame like the person that you're talking to it's not going to convince them but it's you know it it'll make the audience feel entertained and it may convince some people you know it may convince some people that I are mean, watching yeah but if you're doing like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone um you know with, without an audience or if you're just trying mm -hmm. to convince that person shaming them won't convince them yeah um i guess moral of the story for me i i just don't think that um combating hatred and vitriol with shame and and facts um is an effective strategy at making sure that we all can come together and try to agree on something yeah that shouldn't be bold of us to say really that shouldn't, shouldn't be bold to say but i yeah. feel like it kind of is yeah my uh, yeah the, yeah 
overall, if you want to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you, that you, you, anyway, um, anyway. but yeah, I'll, I'll close it with this. Um, this is sort of an open letter to Ben Shapiro, but really anyone that's in a similar situation. Um, if you're trying to chase clout, which let's be honest, most of the Daily Wire people are, they are failed Hollywood people that went into right wing grifting. If you like, if you're, you know, a failed Hollywood, you know, screenwriter or actor, whatever, what, what have you, um, and you're like, well, you know, the the Koch brothers are really paying a lot of money to for people to say that billionaires shouldn't be taxed. Maybe think twice before, you know, joining that movement, especially if you are like Ben Shapiro and you are Jewish or, you know, any minority group that would be targeted. Just know they won't stop at one group if you start your grift with like, oh, well, I'm just going to go after gay people. They're going to they're going to they're going to pivot to you. You are next. I. You know, if I had a message for anyone uh, listening to this and like a serious actual message from 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 Gavin himself that that an employer can look at and say, what is this about? Um, You know, anger and hatred is fruitless. So, you know, if you hear a message that's anchored on anger and hatred, um, please think critically, think compassionately. Yeah. And most importantly, for the people around you, treat them with dignity, respect, and love. Look, at first it may sound like they're saying this. I'm going to come. But it's not very, it it won't take very long for them to start saying this. I'm going to blow up the city. So what I have to say is this. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? How'd you like that triple combo? That, you know, wow, that takes some talent, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone could do that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, we watched a movie this week. Yes. One of us watched did. two movies because one of us, not going to name names, didn't watch it last week. Not going to name Dude, names. Might I not even be one of us. The same one movie twice and... <laughs> I, I, I actually watched both of them, yes. It's good. Um, so where do you want to start, Alex? <laughs> well, you know, not saying, I'm not, I'm not going to accuse you of anything. I'm not going to say you didn't In watch the movie last that, week. Alex, you're I'm not accusing gonna say me it. of something. Okay, I cannot, I, I, I would never accuse you of anything. Now, if you weren't trying to accuse me, you wouldn't say that. You would say, I cannot confirm or deny. I cannot confirm nor deny anything, but I will. You know, start off by asking just, you know, just as a general, uh, you know, conversation starter. Uh, what did you think of last week's movie, Gavin? What what wow. do you think about the movie specifically now that you ha- have watched it? What a night. Not to say that you didn't watch it last week. Damn, that shit was horny. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's damn. That shit was horny as fuck. Yeah, like I thought um, the first one was horny, you know, especially during the part where they all went to pound town. Um, dude, they the went to Poundtown on like three second separate occasions. Oh yeah, dude, like that it was nuts. It it really is the Shrek two of horniness in this franchise. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, just in so terms yeah, of horniness, I, uh, Fear Street nineteen seventy eight is uh, it is the Empire Strikes Back of Fear Street mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, when it comes um, to horniness, at least. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, summer camp, that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I have to think through it now. Uh, summer camp, the sisters in the porta potty. Well, one point um, that I wanted to make last week that, you know, I ended up speaking to a brick wall um, was that camp was aggressive as hell. Like, I mean, yeah, but I think that's how they, I mean, well, I, like I the think color nowadays, like, I mean, I think in modern, modern time, we're less like aggressive because aggression and competitiveness are a very, there's a very thin line between the two. Yeah. And I think back then, especially in the seventies, that line was, was very uh, blurry. Right. Well, I, I, I think given that these two towns are already at each other's throat, maybe it's not the best idea to be like, oh yeah, also here's another reason to fight, you know, doing, yeah. doing the color war. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually learned this this morning. Um, so funny enough, the, the time that this movie takes place in was only six years after interracial marriage was federally legalized. Yeah. That's wild. Isn't it? Kind of weird to think about that, huh? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I, I, I was expecting a little bit to hear like racial shit. Yeah. I'm a little like kind of glad that they, then, they didn't go for full accuracy. I feel like that might too. bring down I'm the very, mood. I'm relieved, fr- frankly. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was, I think very campy, obviously, cause it was from 1973 and it's at um, a camp. It's at a camp. Um, I liked the widespread use of weed. That was kind of kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Which and now those people voted for Trump. Yeah. And uh, are against federal legalization for weed. Yeah. Because they've already had their fun. Yeah. Because they have COPD (laughs) and are getting high in their opiates. Yeah. Um, but uh, God, what was the what were good good parts? That that movie was kind of boring for me. Yeah. Well, what did you think of like the the lore developing? You know, you that the second so, one is when we see like the like the tunnels underground. And we see like the the room where they 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 do the ritual. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I thought that was neat. I was like, oh, they're gonna find like a cave or something, and it's gonna have shit in it, and yeah. they did, found that. And then, um, I was kind of expecting, um, like the murdery parts, uh. Or at least the the onset of that like murdery state on what was his name Tom Thomas? Tommy Tom Tommy yeah um I was expecting that to be more instantaneous and I like how the movie made it so it was like yeah kind slowly of festers. fading out right yeah um I thought that was neat um I don't understand how someone can survive unaided like eight stab wounds to the chest yeah you know i was watching the the third one last night with Haley and our roommate and like you especially towards the end you you kind of realize this must take place in a universe where stab wounds don't really do anything yeah um because the human body's fucking we're jelly we're jelly covered in fucking skin yeah you kidding me my head's about as strong as a watermelon. Yeah. Well, like, that's, yeah, just the not, end- that's not just me. That's science talking. Yeah. Well, like the end of the second movie, um, Ziggy and uh, Cindy are like getting their like 
Well, like Ziggy is like getting stabbed in the abdomen repeatedly. Yeah. And yeah. Cindy is like getting her chest caved in with an axe. Yeah. And they're and like they... looking at each other and they're like speaking and they're like, and it's like, no, you're, tr- you have two collapsed lungs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, if they if if they weren't collapsed, they would be engorged with blood. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, like they both looked equally about to die, but then like yeah. the ambulance rolls up and it's like, okay, it, it, it's fine, guys. We got an epipen. <laughs> epipens no, guys, it's, cure it's all- death in this universe. It's all good. I got two band aids. <laughs> It's and fine. That's, that's apparently all you need to survive multiple stab wounds. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Fear Street Part Two, best movie ever. I'd say it was good. I, I do want to talk about the last movie. Yeah. Um, no, I, I because I wanted to get to the second one, then the third one. Well, fuck you then. Uh, <laughs> so to close out the second one, best movie ever. Um, it was it was all right. I it kind of was it was a little boring to me frankly that's fair um how would you say it I, compares I, to twilight oh much better yeah how about the godfather i have not watched the godfather so i cannot say yeah i would say it's better than the godfather okay i haven't seen the I, godfather I, you know, either I, I think the reason it was kind of a little a little boring to me was because it wasn't really catching to, to a chase it was just like a piece of the puzzle yeah you know what i mean and like yeah catch of the chase was like oh what's gonna happen but like we all know what's gonna happen right well they kind of like, do that fake out where you think the older sister survives you know like c berman but it ends up being the younger sister that survives that's well, i figured something, that one out a long time ago well because i took the movie at like face value so like when they were in the caves with who was that one girl who was the first girl to go to pound town oh uh, i don't remember her name short hair yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember yeah. what her name was. Well, they're in the cave and she touches the little heart demon thing. Yeah, the little little goo pile. What it, I uh, I don't know. Yeah. She touches that thing of KFC. This is what and a fetus looks like at 6 weeks. Still don't think abortion is murder. Right. Yeah, guys, come on. Um uh, demon lives matter. Yeah um but she touches it and she's like no you're gonna die and so when i was like when i heard that i was like oh okay so if if if, if this girl's dead then the uh, the girl who's telling the story must be ziggy yeah well you're no fun well i was just deducting <laughs> deducing yeah so um, you'd say worst movie ever then is i i mean i did like the cinematography i thought the visuals were really good um i think it it definitely um, really created and built upon its own style, and I like. Yeah. That. Um, the the people who put these put the like scene together, or put these scenes together, really knew um, how they wanted to mesh the like old you know seventies retro look with modern horror. Yeah. Right, and I. I I respect it. It was really good. Um, yeah. I, the thing that just bored me was that it was just a piece of the puzzle when I really wanted to catch the chase. That is, of like, Yeah, that's fair. You know, the first one, it really stands on its own as like just mm-hmm. a, you know, its own story. Kind of like campy, can, yeah. You can kind of watch 
up until like the last 10 minutes mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like it kind of yeah it wraps its up, itself up nicely but it also mm-hmm. leaves room to explore you know what's what else is going on you know like if you watch up until the part where um the girl sam gets um possessed like it it, it kind of wraps itself up nicely so it's like satisfying mm-hmm. to watch it um yeah but then yeah the second one it kind of kind of feels like you know it, I, you see more of the world and you see more of the lore develop and that is yeah. fun to watch but yeah i can understand how it's kind of like okay let's let's get to what's really going on yeah um i did like um how it kind of implied more rules onto the whole demon possession stuff because the first one was like a lot of it was and it, i mean it contributed to the horror which was like, what's going on? How do I fix this? How do we get to the bottom of this? And then the second one really kind of established what the rules are yeah. of the curse. And I just love like magic with technicalities. Yeah. Um, like like how the curse knows the difference between being legally dead <laughs> versus literally dead or yeah. brain dead or how the curse like I just two times now it's shown the difference between being legally dead and actually dead. Yeah. So, um, if you want to figure out if someone's dead or alive, just curse them. Yeah. If no reincarnated corpses come and try to kill them, you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so best movie ever then? Is I <laughs> Okay, well well would would you say, Gavin, that it's the best movie ever or the worst movie ever? You know how we do Ooh. things here. I would have to say that in the case of this movie, in many ways, it is perhaps yes. I'd say, I'd say better than Eight Bit Christmas. I'd say sure. Yeah, and yeah. look, does it take place in 1978? I think so. Wait, was it 78? I think so. I don't know. I thought it was 73. No, I think seven. It doesn't matter. Would I say? I meant, would I say it takes um, place in the 70s? For sure. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. For those eagle-eyed lawyers among us, I'm aware that interracial marriage was federally legalized in 1967. Okay, yeah. Which even then seems a little late, seeing as three years later we were like, yeah, let's put a dude on the moon. Well, like, you know, when I was watching the Batman movie, you know, from 1966, um, I was like, shit, this is two years post-civil rights yeah and yeah and you said interracial marriage was uh was 67 67 uh, yeah so let me put this in, in another perspective adam west was batman when uh interracial marriage wasn't a protected right yeah i mean granted at that point it was like legalized in most states yeah um it's just like i don't feel like that's the benchmark that we should try to go for like yeah most places think that's all right yeah most places are like we'll allow that. Yeah, shit's crazy. Uh, so best movie ever then? Uh sure. Yeah. All right. So if you haven't watched, if you're listening and you haven't watched the Fear Street movies up to this point, watch them because I don't know when we're gonna start going into spoilers, but we are gonna start. We are, we are gonna we're gonna spoil mm-hmm. the movie. Like yeah, the it got me. It so got like, me. If you're curious at all watch the movies they are on netflix watch them and then listen to this 
if you don't want it ruined. That being I'd said, I'd like to point out uh, um, for Fear Street Three, Electric Boogalee. Yes. Um. Oh, dude, Fear Street Three, Electric Jubilee. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Anyway, you were it. saying I did it. Um, I really liked the like retrospective my- mysteries that kind of like popped up. That like I was always we were always kind of wondering, but never critically examined. What do you mean? You know. So, like, for instance, huh, if, I mean, the second movie showed the sheriff knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Like, he understands what the fuck's going on. He knows it's a curse. Why is he, now that he's in a position where people won't question his authority. Yeah. Why is he now, why isn't he doing more to stop this? Yeah. Why isn't he actively, like, I don't know, escorting them from place to place to make sure that they get the information they need to get? Exactly. I do, he... I do like how it develops the mystery. Right. Why isn't he bringing a bunch of cops with, with him uh, when they're escorting them from place to place so that if one of these zombie reincarnated whatevers try to attack them, they can handle the problem and yeah. give them the time that they need to get information? Yeah. Um. Why isn't he playing more of an active role in this investigation of figuring out what's going on? Exactly. I get it if he wants to keep some professional, like, backup. Because, I mean, granted, it is dealing with a curse. So I get it if he wants to try to spare face yeah. and, 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 and keep a certain professional But it, it is a demonstrable curse. Like, you can, like get it on camera you can Mm -hmm. let more people know it's not trying to like hide itself but yeah like the first movie you start out with a number of questions you're like hey why isn't the sheriff helping them he seems like he knows more than he's letting on and then like the the second one like you said yeah it answers questions but in a way that brings up more questions like okay yeah he does know what's going on so like exactly like you said why didn't he help them in the first one why didn't why why didn't he believe them why isn't he doing more if he knows people are going to die? Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's the thing. Like, and that's where we stop, like, with the critical examination when, like, we're watching movies like this. Yeah. Well, like, you can kind of chalk is- it up to him just like, uh, like you said, wanting to save face. Like, at the end of the second movie, when he's like, oh, yeah, Tommy just went crazy. Like, it, I don't, I, I won't spoil the ending of the third one yet, but like, you kind of like get he's the a sense. Kid. You kind of get the he's sense that he's doing it just to be like, just to save his own reputation and just because like, yeah, no one's going to believe him. And he just wants to maintain power. Well, not only that, but I, like he he mentioned in the movie, too, when we when we still think he's awesome and whatnot, um, like he wants to be chief of police. That's his like destiny. Right. Well, chief of police Sh- or sheriff. My bad. Which is an elected position, which shouldn't be in, in anything. Anyway, just yeah. want to mention that. Yeah, watch um, watch the some more news video about sheriffs. Uh, yeah. Shit's wild. Shit's wild. Actually, the chief of police who who taught my criminal justice class, he goes, like, there comes a point with the sheriff where you're at an impasse and they just stab you in the back. Yeah. Dude, sheriffs yeah. have a frightening amount of power just because yeah. of like how little people pay attention to them. They can deputize anyone. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm in the um, process of actually writing a video essay about like the nature. Well, like about like the police and also superheroes because they exist at kind of a weird intersection. Just yeah. a little self-promotion. But going back to the movie, at least in, in the second one, 
like it's almost like his destiny to be sheriff right and so i get it when they're like what happened here and he's just like tommy just went crazy because yeah. they're not going, going to along with trust the someone who as a kid observed murders and said it was a curse right right um so I, that's where i'm like oh yeah yeah i get it um and if i were to watch the because i'm not going to spoil it just yet but like yeah. if i were to watch the first movie again after watching the second one i would be wondering um why isn't he doing more right but also yeah. i would write that off as oh he's probably just like really busy right, right. like he's the sheriff yeah but also, and the, these movies he, are like fun to rewatch because you notice a lot oh, of yeah. a lot more details because mm -hmm. they were all made at the same time so like yeah. the first one is made with the knowledge of what happens in the third one mm -hmm. it's um, awesome you'll love to see it but i mean usually like we write it off and then we we don't critically examine after right like he's yeah but he's, he's just busy he's chief of police right he has authority um but then if you think about it further after watching the second movie you're like no he knows what's at stake if any of us knew that people were going to die if we didn't do something yeah then we would do something exactly so what's and then beyond that then what's the motive for not doing anything yeah yeah it brings up a lot more questions even though you're finding out more information so right. anyway fear street part two uh best movie ever awesome lore development um i want to bring up one other thing about fear street yeah um i like especially if you're comparing it to other um horror movies that um really like to like dangle innocence over a fucking meat grinder and hold that suspense until they're like, Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, don't worry. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Innocence is saved. I like how fear street just doesn't fucking care. I think and I made this point with, when we watched the first one, but yeah, they really hammer home. No one is safe. No one. Yeah. That one, like kind of like chubby kid who the, Josh. like in the second job, no, uh, in the second movie oh um, little chubby kid with black oh glasses. yeah the i think he's like he's the jailer yeah I, I know who you're talking about the, i, I think the, he's the, named once capture the flag but, i want um, jeremy i think yeah something like that but like all the sunnydale sunnydale sunny sunny side sunny yeah whatever sunnyvale um they all get like real out of jail right and then fucking tommy comes up and he's like oh hey tommy like yeah and on? you're like no no he's not gonna he's I'm no like, way he can't. no they're way not gonna. i was like come on they're not gonna kill this kid yeah oh yeah they will oh yeah oh, they will brutally they, like not painfully like you know he chopped up his, chopped off his limbs first and then killed him yeah like just as brutal as all the other killings but like right like you just feel bad for him because everyone has so been bad. so mean to him and like tommy i think was one of the few people earlier in the movie that was like nice to jeremy yeah and then he gets possessed by the devil and fucking kills him brutally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ugh. so anyway uh, we watched another movie this week uh fear yes. street part three, three 1666 jubilee well we watched uh fear street 1666 which is also fear street 1994 part two so what'd you think of the third one i thought 
it was so the beginning kind of bored me and i was like yeah yeah it's 60s 19s or eight, yeah. uh, 1666 i want to mention also objectively there's nothing ominous about the year 1666 yeah it's just like, it's kind of cool it's a different you know, number 666 no, yeah but it's 1666 that's a different number yeah no it should have been 66680 yeah go back to the roman times yeah. I want to see them in Europe. Actually, that's what I was wondering at the beginning of the movie. I was like, are they are they on a at a colony? Or um or what what's the deal? Well yeah, it would be a <laughs> uh, colony. But I thought for a hot second they were like in Denmark or some shit. I don't mm. know. Um anyway, they're all speaking with Irish accents, which I guess is how everyone spoke back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although the American accent kind of popped through occasionally, I think. Yeah, I um, mean, some of them were definitely better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, having it, at least the story of like how it all started, be set in 1666. Yeah. Really gave the horror, given the context of the past two movies, some really good authenticity. And made it like made it more of like what we would expect for like a witch ghost story yeah um but i liked the like especially with the modern take on like homosexuality and you know uh, you know now we're just now i i see a, a, a gay couple and i'm like cool neat yeah back then you were fucking hanged dude yeah um, so also, fuck anyone who wants to go back to that. Yeah, I wanted. Thank you for reminding me. I wanted to make this point. Um, yeah, if you're like, yeah, I just I don't like gay people. They shouldn't be married. Like that's what you look like. Just so you know. Like yeah, if you watched that um, movie and you're like still homophobic, it's like I mean, just I know that that's you. I understand hating a group of people based on how they how that group of people hates. I have no idea how people can go about hating another group of people based on how they love. Well, like it's completely valid to hate Nazis. Some people equate hating Nazis with like hating like an ethnic minority. Well, yeah, because I hate how the Nazis hate. Yeah. Right. I hate that. I hate that the Nazis hate. Yeah. Completely different motivations. Right. You know, um, you know, anyway. Anyway, um, I, I like the casting. I like that they like mm-hmm. um, used recast all the everyone. original people. That was really good, uh, and also really solidified the authenticity of it. That like it, it really, it acted as like. Well, it ties same... into the idea of like history repeating itself. Right, um, but also in terms of plot, because that's like a- another whole part of it. Like it really solidifies who represents what. And what's like what the undertone is and how to properly define that. Yeah. You know, and I really liked how they did it, um, especially because and as uh, we find out in the third movie, I'm just going to drop the spoiler. Yeah. Um, yeah. From. All right. This from now on, we are doing spoilers. So spoilers. audience, if you have not watched any of these movies yet or if you haven't watched the third one all the way to the end watch it and then come back to this again it's on netflix watch Mm -hmm. it it's a good series and we are gonna spoil the ending okay here here it goes huge twist okay 
Three, two. You can pull back now. One. Turns out Dean is gay. Of, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> the the sheriff is actually the witch in question. The the, the warlock, witch or warlock in question. Yeah, he's like um, maintaining the curse. Right. He's the linchpin in all this. Yeah, it's his bloodline. So I liked how the this third one starts off by really solidifying, like really laying on that he's just a good old a nice dude oh, who's yeah, just Solomon. trying to do Solomon. He's just yeah. a guy who's farming and trying to make the best of a shitty situation and he just wants everyone to be healthy and happy which i mean objectively is what he wants ultimately well he wants he wants himself to to be successful i don't think he really cares as much about other people or else again it's not i would say it's not really about what he wanted is how he about how he went about getting it yeah right and um so i I like how they really kind of like pasted on like oh he's a simple god fearing nice guy um and to a point even when like the who's the main gal the main sarah fear sarah fear um i like when she had her experience out in the forest with all the other kids and she thinks that she brought the curse in because she was kissing another girl right dude I, i didn't know she knew how to do that by the way, what she I didn't know she knew how to go down on someone. I <laughs> thought that's something that they just didn't explore, especially because like back then your mouth isn't clean. They don't have toothbrushes. Well, it, you know, it's not just I, I think the mouth not being clean is kind of the least of your worries. If you're in that situation, like yeah. m- my 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 question is more when's the last time either of them bathed? <laughs> that's a fishy cooch. Yeah. Oh, Anyway, um, she well, she talks to Solomon and she's like, I fear that I brought this blah, 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 blah in. And through the view of him being like a simple, nice, wise guy, mm-hmm. um, he says, like, you don't um, uh, you don't accidentally summon the devil. You yeah. have to invite him in. And you think at first he's like trying to comfort her. But no, he's like speaking from experience. Right. He's, he's like, like, no, trust me. No, he he's he's really having a John Bolton moment. As someone who's planned many a coup date, as many as someone who's made many a deal with the devil. <laughs> I know personally, you don't uh initiate a deal with the devil uh by chance. Right. You have to talk to and a secretary and you have to leave yeah. a voicemail, then you have to call back because he says no, his people will reach out to days. your people, but then, you know, it's just a way of ignoring you, so you really got to make your presence known and it's you just hard getting your foot in the in door. Public. Yeah. Yeah. And you really got to um, tighten up your elevator pitch. You have to be a borderline stalker. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, and like when you first hear that, you're like, oh, that's kind of a nice saying, right? Like, yeah. I, oh, that's really comforting. Um, and then, you know, shit kind of, I forget exactly. I watched this last night. Forget exactly how it, it's discovered that he's the, he's the guy. Well, she has, um, Sarah hides in his house and she oh, like ends yeah! up going under okay. the floorboards and she finds the room where he does the ritual. And then he's like, mm-hmm. okay, cards on the table. I'm the bad guy. So 
he's like hey remember the sheriff from the first movie he's bad yeah he's like don't judge me okay (laughs) um (laughs) that's that's what he that's what i imagine him okay hey okay you found my secret satanic altar don't judge me okay i have a deeply held belief um that in killing you my harvest will be great so yeah yeah like on the one okay look on the one hand um i made a man become possessed by the devil and uh brutally murder all of our children but on the other hand my carrots are coming in great look at these fucking (laughs) radishes oh my god have you seen these carrots have look at look look at at how juicy these tomatoes are Holy shit, I feel like I'm in Italy. Okay, sure. I have doomed a an entire town to a history of misery. But look at these fucking squashes. Dude, can you imagine the pumpkin pie we're going to make with these? Incredible. Now, wow. Half the town won't be around to see it or to to experience it, but the ones that do <laughs> end up surviving. Sarah, listen, look at this. This tomato is almost as big as your ass, okay? <laughs> listen, if it takes chopping some people up, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, anyway. Anyway. I like it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I really liked that reveal, especially because it, it shows how confident he is in doing this. Yeah. Um, that he thinks that like, like, hey, you know that unguarded fucking satanic altar I have under my house? Mm-hmm. There's no way, even though there's like no clear way of her like not discovering it, you know, she's totally not gonna discover it. Yeah, well, like how often do people go under your floorboards? Well, there was a fucking door. Like, what do you like? Well, she had to like, like she had to go under his house to reach it. I mean, yeah. But wasn't there like a door and she was in a room, right? And then there was like a door, like a small door. Oh, yeah. There was like a small door that like led to the opening of the cave. Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't, who, who, like, I mean, yeah, beyond like, oh, you know, there are clearly open windows here. Someone's going to see me. Um, right. Well, it's kind of like hiding like, in plain sight. Like how many, like, uh, realistically, what are the odds of someone, you know, going into your house and going through that door? Right. Well, also, I mean, if if you want to think of it in more of a seditious kind of way, I think he also knew that she was desperate and was in desperate need of some compassion on his part. Yeah. But he, instead of, like, selflessly giving compassion and saying, here, just hide, I'll protect you, I he may have even set up a situation in which she would find the satanic altar. Yeah. And then either have the choice of helping him or die yeah right which is even worse like that's like well you. It, yeah Fuck well like you, yeah man you're right yeah you know the like the level of confidence that this guy has um where like he knows he's gonna succeed like he's made a deal with the devil like his family's bloodline like his, his fate is sealed like yeah they're gonna be prosperous and he's like okay who are they, who are they gonna believe me or you well, right. And he ends well, I mean, up dragging her out, like, "Hey, one? look, I found the fucking witch." Was Solomon the first, first one to do that? Yeah, though? he he made the deal. 
because he okay. like he he's he left the town to like venture out further into the woods and he was going to set up mm-hmm. his own little farm um mm-hmm. but you know it he wasn't, wasn't having out. Any his luck. wife and child died yeah it wasn't working out yeah. um so he made a deal with the devil to like mm-hmm. have his shit work out yeah um just like in star trek just um, it's just so- like star trek um but no like uh like i like i said before with uh you know you rewatch the trilogy and you start to notice more things um what rewatching the third one specifically like like knowing where it goes knowing how it ends um it recontextualizes a lot of the the scenes with uh with solomon because you know he's like um there there are parts where like uh i think once they start accusing um Sarah of like being the witch, he's like, you know, he's looking like, you know, in a, in a concerned manner or whatever, you know, you think he's just concerned for his friend, but then, you know, it it, it basically like recontextualizes like or those you moments. Think he's almost you think he's almost like concerned for common sense. Yeah. Right. Like he just wants people to get their wits about them and realize that um yeah, well, you know. at first you think he's like trying to protect Sarah and he's like concerned yeah. for her, but really it's more something along the lines of like, hey, let's get everyone off this witch talk, okay? We don't yeah. want to start talking it, like, about really deals to protect with the devil. him for sure. Yeah. Um, I one thing I found interesting though was when well, also like, like it, it kind of you you get a a sense that he feels some level of guilt, you know? Well, really, like he yeah, he has really those like sad not. looks on his face. And you think it's just just concern for his friend, but it's also like he's you you can tell he's looking at himself like I kind of caused this. Yeah, I mean he knows. Yeah, he knows it's him. Right. right. Yeah, of course. And um, well, one thing I found interesting, which is why I kind of believe in this like seditious, like he planned out this a little bit, like once he realized the opportunity that he had to to try to get. Um, was Sarah? Sarah was Sarah. her name. Sarah. Sarah Fear on his side, right? Um, he he. Instead of trying to protect her, he took on that appearance before kind of leading her down. Like, here's what I'm doing, right? Because and like when they're that chase scene in the cave, right? Right. Um, he's like actively like Sarah. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. Right. I just yeah. want to explain. Let me explain this. Right. And like he doesn't want to hurt like, her, but he will if he has to. Well, that's the thing. It's not that he doesn't want to hurt her because he will. Oh, right? yeah. Um, it's more that he like wants her around as like something for him to have. Somewhat. He wants her to be complicit in his plan. And it might be yeah. on a human level. Like he d- he might feel bad. Right. About like summoning the devil and right. And right. making his crops better. Cause look at those carrots. Oh yeah. Um, right. Um, but it, it could be too, that he wants to try to mitigate his guilt by getting someone in on it. Yeah. Right. And it's like just multi-level. And I, I liked how that was right. Um, but you know, of, of course we know that Sarah was like, no, I'm not going to help you murder people. Mm hmm. Right. Well, and also at that point, she was pretty much screwed. Like there was, I mean, like he, there's no way that you can come back from that. Like they were going to kill her. Well, right, but also like his house was considered like 
oh, he doesn't have the witch, right? Like, mm-hmm. his house doesn't have the witch, right? He could have just hit her in his house, objectively speaking, right? Um, well, they end up searching her- him anyway. Yeah, but, like, they're not going to find the satanic fucking temple, right? Yeah. But, like, he could have, what I'm trying to say is, he could have, like, kept her around as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, to 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 get his objectives kind of done <clears throat> um yeah, yeah yeah that's i mean that's kind of it um i think maybe he, he you could look at it as you know he cares about her but he, he no it's care- not about caring he wants to use her that's yeah well i that's mean that's the thing there's multiple ways of looking at it because it is kind of open-ended like the extent to which he cares about anyone really but you could read it as like he is straight up evil and he doesn't care about her or you could read it as like yeah sure he cares about her on like a human level and you know they're personally like friends right but it's not like he's gonna throw away his chance at having a a prosperous life and a prosperous bloodline just for this girl like he cares he cares about her you could you could argue but he yeah. cares more about his deal with the devil. Yeah, for sure. Um, so is, are we to presume then that um, because it's shown that his like wife and child died? Yeah, it's it's so unclear is, whether the bloodline is like it's like his kids or his brother's kids. Because Solomon uh, did have a brother like still at the town. I think he was like kind of like how um, Nick Nick was the. Uh, the sheriff and his brother was the mayor. Similar situation. Okay. I think Solomon's brother was like some kind of leader in the town. Okay. Um, so it might yeah, have been his I mean, kids. I just really liked the the like the layers of of I guess humanity in it. Yeah. Right. Of both like human um, human flaws and plot and just I just liked it. It was great. It was yeah. pretty cool. Um. Especially, like, the twist that it's actually the sheriff. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm a person who can smell out, like, horror movies pretty quick. Yeah. Didn't see that shit coming. You had me. You had me. Completely. Yeah, it's a Guilty good twist. Charged. It's a great twist. Um, and it, like, and, uh, it's, it's not, like, out of nowhere, also. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. subversive. Like, you don't expect it. But once it does like like once you realize like it still makes sense like the the series like the first time you watch it through it's like okay there's a witch and she like cursed the town and you know you can follow it along it makes sense but you can still rewatch it with the knowledge of how it turns out and yeah. it like it still is like a cohesive narrative like it still makes sense mm-hmm. yeah um what else I was going to say something else about it? I was going to say something. Else. Oh yeah, I like also that like of course it's a curse with rules, right? Yeah. And a logic that makes some cohesive sense to it, right? Um which is why I like the creativity of them getting some of the blood and putting it into a bucket with like yeah. some neon paint yeah. and water. Right? Yeah, I wanted and, to get to the uh to the finale bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, now that we've gotten through all the 1666 stuff, um yeah, like the end, like when it's back to 1994 and they're like in the mall. That whole sequence mm-hmm. is great. I love it. It was it was really good. Um especially that like I like the callback to the guy that uh that the brother like got out of jail. 
I liked bringing him back. You know, oh, the like the janitor, the-, the janitor from he was in the first oh. movie. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, him. Yeah, sure, I, like, and I like how like, I like bringing he's the him dude back. Who was like completely divorced from whatever was oh, yeah. going on with this whole curse thing. Completely and so they had to removed. have like a sit down. Listen. So there's a curse. Yeah. Here's the proof. She is possessed. You can see she that's not how a person that you can't humanly do what she's doing yeah what i like about it uh, what i what i like about it is that like sure yeah he asks for details later on he's like yeah i gotta know what we're doing here but like when they first bring him on they're just like hey you want to kill sheriff good (laughs) he's like yeah sure yeah let's do it no i like how he's like wait for real and they're like yeah and instead of being like well hold on a second he's like let me get my coat yeah (laughs) i love it i love it it great Hold on, let me get my coat. <laughs> Better to have it than not need it, than need it but not have it, you exactly. know, especially yeah, you, you with know the whole especially you know with the fall weather. You know, it, it makes me a little, you know, a little chilly, so. Yeah, I don't want to get like, a can cold. Can we get some chai lattes while we're at it? While we're on our way over. <laughs> I could really use a good chai. Yeah. You know. With maybe with some pumpkin spice in it. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um but I, you know, one thing that kind of like got me is that like in the first movie they could have just locked the demons up. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of there's there's no really like permanent way to get rid of them without ending the curse like they did at the end oh. of the third one. I mean, they could have just locked them up and like just watched them, right? And then like waited for adults or someone, right? Or well, anyone. Well, they could just like ooze away because they are just like ooze monsters. Okay. Um, yeah, they even true. like. You remember the first one? They like locked them in the bathroom and then blew them up. Yeah. Then they just okay. like reanimated because they're just devil goo. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but but uh, no, um, I, I did like I was, like you said earlier how they like meant they uh, blended like the blood with the the neon paint. Yeah. Like they, like, they, they put some common sense to this. Like, I, I like that they um, see them. They like graffitied the walls. They they, mm-hmm. they wrote like up yours sheriff good and the oh, more yeah. sheriff evil. Oh yeah, like sheriff good is evil. Yeah. Um, I also like how the rubber kind of hit the road when the cops like come in, and they're like freeze. Yeah. Now you can't just can't just break in here and paint up the place and put down your weapons and blah 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 blah. And then they just like get slaughtered. And there's that <laughs> one cop who is like, so who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Who just stabbed my other deputy, right? <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, put down the weapon. And of course, the demon's just crawling toward him. And he shoots the demon like a couple times in the head. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? You know what it reminds me of? Uh, remember The Watch? No. The Ben Stiller movie, uh, Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill, they were in it. Sure. The aliens in the Costco Okay. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, it reminds me of the part where like the two cops show up and then they like both get stabbed. One of them dies. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, what are you doing? You can't break into Costco. This shit's illegal." <laughs> it's the same scene. Yeah. Um, but I did. I really liked that. Um, add like adage of common sense to like we're gonna use a rule of this curse to our advantage. Yeah. Right. Um, as the army would say, improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to point out, um, I only just made this connection rewatching it last night. Um, but it also explains why 
the the monsters went after Sam in the first movie and why they're now going after Dina in this one. Because like the whole point uh or like Oh, she got her blood on it. She got yeah. her blood on on Sarah's bones and that like gave her visions of like oh shit, Sarah Fear is innocent. So like yeah. the 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 demons kind of go after whoever is like at risk of revealing the truth. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I think in the second one, um, Ziggy like gets a little bit of blood on the bones, and like up until um, when Dina gets her blood on the bones, like no one really gets the full picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they just like see like vague visions, but yeah, I, I did appreciate that detail where it's like, oh, there is a reason why they're oh, going yeah. after the people that bleed on the bones. There are rules to this. It makes yeah. sense, and mm-hmm. like. That that just goes to show, like, you know, this series um, has a lot of layers, and you appreciate it more with every rewatch. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? I really liked the closure that is given when it's, like, Ziggy versus the sheriff. Sheriff Good. Yeah. It's a right? good cathartic moment. Like- I, I loved it when she was like, we're going to carry him. Like, that went hard. Mm-hmm. That went hard as mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. Um. Although I kind of wish um, they would like, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't have just like headshotted him because the second he walked in because that wouldn't be satisfying. Just hide in a corner. No, like, he, he knows- needs to know he's defeated. <sighs> <That's-> <sighs> it wouldn't be as satisfying if they just killed him right away. Listen. There are two cops that have just been Listen, it's so cathartic when they carry him. That are mostly loaded, that you're going to use against the things that can take bullets. Okay, fair enough. You know what one of my favorite parts of, of that sequence was? What? When they, um, I think, I think uh, Ziggy does it, but when they like spray the, the blood on all of the the reanimated uh, that was a really great idea i get them to go after each other i love that it also shows that they're like blind really yeah they're just they're just going off like a scent scent. yeah it yeah it's like it just goes hard it's it's like satisfying and it's right well it's also i think it's satisfying because it uses the rules against the monsters right and like it's it's consistent with the lore that's been set up so if you got blood on yourself you just had to take a shower. Yeah, basically. And then the monsters are just chasing the water supply. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I wrong? Yeah. What if this took place in a universe where uh, where homeopaths were right? You know, and the the water remembers being <laughs> um, Sam's blood. What if in a like in the past? What if like Dina or someone had given like donated blood? Are the are, <laughs> yeah. they, are the monsters gonna no, go to the hospital or blood bank that the that's a good blood point is and like or do they understand that that blood is needed for other things yeah <laughs> like the devil's like listen I'm evil but I'm not about to like listen like I'm a bad uh, guy but I'm not a bad guy listen I'm I'm a bad guy I may but be I'm not a demon evil. but I'm not a monster come on like listen I have some class here okay yeah. Uh, but um you know like you just have to take a shower right like 
and then you're good. So technically, in the first well, movie, they, they would the still guy, be going after the one person whose blood right. got on Sarah's and bones. And if you presumably, if you got in the way of that, they would then kill you. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking, well, that, that that was the, the whole thing with the first one. Like mm-hmm. the they were going after like all of them because they were the monsters were trying to get to Sam. Mm. But um, I was trying to say like. Remember the dude who was just like, damn, she's hot. Oh, yeah, Simon. He, I mean, if he didn't have any blood on him. <laughs> dude, he like, would definitely fuck that pile of devil goo. Dude, like, who who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean. You gotta wonder, like, not to be too gross, but if you were to do what he wanted to do. What would it feel like? Again, not to get too gross, but like we don't know what temperature that devil goo is. I mean, why why would it be body temperature? Why, how do we know it's not room temperature? How do we know that it's like, not cold and like clammy? I just imagine him like fucking shorts on his on his fucking like ankle, yeah. like shuffling slowly. Yeah. As she walks down the hall. Yeah, she's like walking away from him towards Sam and he's like, wait, come back. Hold on I a can second. Fix you. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, no. Uh uh I, yeah. I do have a nitpick yeah. to get to once we finish talking about the movie itself. Um, but I think the last thing that I wanted to bring up uh about the movie is a uh, w- w- how do you feel about the cliffhanger ending because like it's all wrapped up and then like the last shot it's like in the cave you know where the ritual took place someone grabs the book so was that after the credits i think it was like as the credits were starting i didn't see that bit yeah it's it's fine it's it's basically just a shot of like the room where the devil. Uh, okay. Thing someone steals happened. the book allegedly. Yeah. Someone um, off camera like grabs the book, takes it. They're basically teasing like a sequel. And then they went to Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's like. Specifically to the Supreme Court. <laughs> I think all of the members of the Supreme Court. Well, the the federalist society ones they are definitely devil goo uh people yeah. but no like yeah. how do you how do you feel but about they that? kill in a more insidious way yeah. they make sure you're pregnant first yeah no it, they kill yeah their their murder is more abstract more uh more premeditated <laughs> but like I, I don't like that they they're like teasing a sequel because it all wraps up nicely i think it it wrapped up really nicely um I would kind of a little bit like to see a series with just the brother, like, like having to deal with supernatural things. But also I can see that getting old really quick. Yeah, it would be kind of fun. Like, basically like a, like a high school sitcom starring the mm-hmm. brother. Um, and it's like nothing paranormal happens, but he's mm-hmm. just like dealing with that. Because like wh- when I was watching this movie, like towards the end, I was like, imagine like living past that imagine knowing now that the catholics were right imagine knowing like well one the devil is real um yeah well well like imagine like, not, means not, by extension that god is real yeah 
But like not just that, but also just imagine that like just in terms of like excitement, like your life just peaked. Just imagine living past that. Like that's wild. Like, like you don't just see someone's head liquefy in a bread cutter and just go on to eat a grilled cheese. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like y- y- you're you got to get a therapist. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that shit's wild. Yeah. Like you have like I mean, PTSD that you can't even really talk about. I call that okay, and I hate to be like it's actually like Star Trek, but it's kind of like Star Trek. It's, it's just like how, Star Trek. It's just like Star Trek. How like you go through something so fucking traumatic, and by the end of it, it's like the next episode you're fine. Yeah, back to normal, ship shape. Yeah, you literally died, became a new being, flew around before somehow they figured it out, and you became human again. Yeah, and you don't feel shit yeah dude shit's wild like come on like imagine okay i I swear to god if they don't become jehovah's witnesses after this (laughs) because they've definitely witnessed something oh yeah right they've witnessed more than what the jehovah's have yeah even if it's not like oh christianity is literally true like you gotta live with the knowledge like oh there's some nugget of truth here yeah the devil, at it. least, is real. <laughs> or at least something that answers to the devil. And by extension, God. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what do you think would be more frightening? Knowing that the devil exists or knowing that the devil and God exists? Because like, as far as you know, with just knowing that the devil exists, as far as you know, it could just be the devil and nothing else. I think those facts in this context wouldn't scare me as much as the amount that i would have to backpedal a lot of things that i've said about organized religion yeah. like yeah. i would have to be like oh wait no wait hold on oh, actually <laughs> i've been presented with new information <laughs> in light of new information my bad uh, oops <laughs> it's fine i made a donation to the church yeah they're gonna keep my seat warm up there Oh, I guess God takes Bitcoin now. Yeah. Anyway, um, I would say best movie ever. However, that's brought into question because I do have one nitpick. It is incredibly minor, but it just bothers me so much. So, you know, the end of the movie, uh, the janitor that helped them out to kill the bad guys. Uh, he's like in the school parking lot selling like a, a new music player. Yeah, and the lady brings up SSD drives. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that part. So, uh, well, anyway, to back up, so if you haven't seen the movie, fucking watch the movie. Even though we spoiled it, you're still going to enjoy it. Um, But anyway, he's like, he has these, like, basically huge, like, bricks with headphones attached. And he's like, yeah, dude, it's awesome. It'll store all your music. And, you know, it's, it's better than a CD player. It doesn't skip or whatever. It's basically, like... Uh, an iPod, uh, but years before the iPod came out. Um, and this girl comes up and she's like, it's too big. You need an SSD and flash compression. And then you can, and then it'll help with your size problems. Oh yeah. No, no. And then they, and then they dug up the corpse of Steve jobs to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Steve jobs, who wasn't dead at this point. Steve jobs. It was Steve jobs who stole the book. Yeah. 
That he made a deal happened. with the devil. He So here's how it works. Steve Jobs made a deal with the devil to make the iPod happen. And in exchange, all of his employees want to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Turns out, actually, SSDs go against the laws of physics and are actually a product of Satan. Yeah. But anyway, um, so before I get into what really bothers me about it, um, just... A, a nitpick, like a, a separate side nitpick. Um, the original iPod, actually, I, I think all of the iPods, like the the ones with like the click wheel and the you know the screen, like those didn't use SSDs. Those used small mechanical hard drives. So, like this girl is they only stored a thousand. They only stored about a, a thousand songs, which by modern comparison, did it even start even with, with the ability to store a thousand? I, that's what they. It I think that's have. what they started with. Well, it depends on but, like but that point, your file that's compression. Like, it's like a whole shit ton of songs. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot more than you would really feasibly need. Yeah. Um, but by modern day comparisons, it's like that's right. nothing. Well, my point is like she's wrong on that level. You don't need an SSD to make a small portable music player. Because the iPod used a mechanical hard drive. The same as this, what this guy has in his music player. It's just miniaturized. So yeah. that yeah. is just a separate side nitpick. But um, I don't know if I have the words to express how much it bothers me that she walks up to this guy and she's like, just use an SSD. Like, okay, I, I last year I watched these movies and that bothered me so much. I looked it up. I believe, like, I don't have exact figures, but to get, like, just an SSD, you'd have to spend, like, in the territory of thousands of dollars, and it would be... In 1994, yeah, money, yeah. Not even, like, um, like a high-capacity drive, anything like that, because they, like, were very cutting-edge at the time. <laughs> would she even know what an SSD is? Right. And if she did know, she would realize, oh, this is like NASA level shit. But even then, like, she would only know about it in like a theoretical, like, oh, that is possible. But yeah. we're not there yet in manufacturing. Well, like her walking up to this guy and being like, you need an SSD. Like, it's it's exactly like walking up to someone and uh, and you're like, oh, you, you know, you're uh your your car doesn't go fast enough. Just like have a Tesla. Just invent it's a like Tesla. Walk, it's like walking up to like a nuclear engineer and being like, "Oh, you just need to do nuclear fusion and not fission." It's 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 like just it's like, break yeah. the fucking laws of physics, right? And like I, I don't because, even have. Yeah. I don't know if I have like um like a metaphor like oh, your, you, you, your, your phone doesn't charge fast enough? Use a fucking arc reactor. Just get uh, an arc reactor. Like, it yeah. bothers me so much. The fucking like, mm -hmm. audacity to be like, use this cutting edge technology that barely exists. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but then she talks about like, she says something along the lines of like, use an SSD and flash compression. By the way, it's all jargon. It basically is meaningless what she is saying. She's basically saying... So it's just like a Star Trek. A, she's like, just have a faster, um, impossibly small device. Just have a better mm -hmm. thing. Um, but she's like, yeah, flash compression will help with the, your size problems. And I realize it's jargon. It's basically meaningless. 
But my understanding, and I do have a limited understanding, my understanding is what she is talking about flash compression uh, would not help with physical size issues. It would help with data storage size issues, like in terms of like megabytes and gigabytes, like that version of size, like that form of size, it would help, I guess. But it wouldn't make it physically smaller. But wouldn't, couldn't that potentially mean only needing a smaller amount of storage? Well, like the amount of storage and the amount of physical space an item takes up, they're not really all that related. Yeah. It's more so about like densely packing more like semiconductors or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, again, I have a very limited understanding. It's more so about like densely packing stuff into a fixed amount of size. Into your butthole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, yeah, all hard drives are, um, I believe, yeah, like, right. Well, like, all They're hard all drives, colon. all hard drives are the colon. same. All hard drives are the same physical size, <laughs> right? But like, I shit out all the world's hey, Gavin. saving SSDs. Hey, Gavin. Hey, Gavin, I create them hey, with the Taco Bell and hey, my Gavin. gut. I'm almost done. Will you let me finish? <laughs> Just like your mom did last night. Anyway, um, like all hard drives are the same size. Come out of my butt. Yeah. All hard drives are the same size. Yeah, they came out of my butt. Yeah. All of them. Okay. I shit them all out. All right. Let me. Let me. Can I? Can I finish my thought? I. Gavin. You said you're gonna fuck my mom. <laughs> God damn it! And I'm not gonna sit here. Look, I'm a truth teller. And what just can I say? be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, all hard drives are physically the same Come size. My ass. I eat them. I eat sand. I chew it up. I drink water, and my body okay, makes this is, all the SSDs. I'm just going to start talking requires. directly to the audience because Gavin, I don't think, is absorbing <laughs> a word of what I'm saying. So all hard drives are the same physical size, but like the difference between like a, a 300 gigabyte hard drive and like a four terabyte hard drive isn't is the difference of how much sand i consume it's exactly. not gonna like thank you make the hard drive physically bigger it's more so about like more densely packing like like uh like platters into the and i must drive. say it's hard to push out some densely packed hard drives so when she talks about like flash compression helping with your size issues it would help with capacity. Compress these shits. It, it, it might help with capacity, but not physical size. The toilet doesn't have the capacity for the hard drives that I'm shitting. And that's all that I, I will say. And it just it bothers me so much that, that I'm scene. so fucking funny, Alex. But then anyway, she signs Josh's cast. Turns out she's the person he's been talking to online. Turns out that's they go to the cool. same school. That's neat. That's really neat. Kind of ties Turns a bow out on that's it. Steve Jobs' daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she grew up actually... to be Steve Jobs. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Actually, I, sh I shouldn't give that scene too much shit. Okay, you know why? Because that situation is basically how we got the iPod. Because Apple's engineers were like, Steve, Mr. Jobs. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you. This shit is impossible. This shit, like, like you can't make a hard drive this small. And then Steve Jobs was like, Tony Stark built this in a cave. <laughs> That's basically what he said. He was like, Actually, I have a story for you. Well, hold on. I'm let me, let me, like, let me finish this up. So Steve Jobs was basically like, no, but just make it smaller. 
uh, just make the iPod, and then they did. So I guess they can't. I guess I can't give this girl too much shit because that's basically what Steve Jobs did. I, I have a story for you, specifically about this too. Yeah. So I'm so happy. So the fucking engineer, like the head engineer who was like in charge of like getting the iPod done, they had made a prototype. Let's just assume this is the prototype, right? And they made a prototype. It's the smallest they could make it. It was the only prototype that they had. He's holding the remote to uh, my vibrator. Sure. For the audio listeners. Because they can't see what you're holding. Yes, I know. Anyway, he gives it to Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs looks at it. It's about the size of a deck of playing cards. He looks at it and he goes, it needs to be smaller. Like, this is too big. And Mm -hmm. And the guy said exactly what you said, Alex, which is like, I, the technology isn't here. We can't just make it smaller. So Steve Jobs, in his rage, like decides to throw the prototype into a fishbowl <sighs> that was in his office. And the guy, obviously, the engineer is like flabbergasted because it's the only one that they have. And so Steve Jobs looks at, at, at this floundering iPod prototype that's just in his, in his fish tank. And he goes... There's still bubbles coming out of it. There's air inside. Make it smaller. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what a, like, and then he took out his massive hog, Look, slammed it on the table. Say what you will about Steve Jobs. That shit's what a funny. Guy. What a guy. That shit's hilarious. Anyway, to close out, uh, to close out Fear Street, TLDR, uh, you know, too long didn't, too long di- didn't read, whatever. Um, in some to, cases too long didn't watch to yeah to summarize what happened uh solomon was like yeah i you, fucked alex's mom Sol- hard that's not even last true. night um solomon was like yeah it turns out i'm the one that made the deal with the devil Oops. and sarah i'm kind of throwing you under the bus for this and you're gonna die because of me and sarah said up yours woke moralists We'll see who cancels who. Although it definitely seems like Jordan Peterson would be the one making the deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that, that kind of made me chuckle earlier when I was like, I can use that sound. It'll, it will fit actually perfectly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she yeah. really said, up yours, woke moralists. We'll see she who cancels who. verbatim. <laughs> and then she cited Jordan Peterson as the creator of that yeah. quote. Um, and then went on to talk about how um how bad woke moralists are in the modern futile days of 2022 uh yeah. jordan peterson style yeah um sarah fear should be considered a, considered an honorary member of the intellectual dark web yeah 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 anyway you know, you I'd, know, I'd say best movie ever despite the flaws um with mm-hmm. the scene that i nitpicked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know i think what she meant by you need an ssd is you need a super sexy demon. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's this girl um, with a razor. Yeah. With a razor, dude. Just get her to the party. She's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. She'll cut your fucking ankles. Dude, she damn, like she'll cut your dick off. Look, if I could speak on behalf of uh what was her name? Ruby Lane or something? I don't know. If I could speak on behalf of her. It was something her, hot though. If I could speak on behalf of her, I would say shit shit damn damn but not like shit damn like you're relaxed and like oops it's like 
oh, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, if I could speak on behalf of uh anyway. 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 So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um like to be able to anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Let me set up a scene real quick. So fucking Solomon finds Sarah in his little dungeon, satanic altar place. Yeah. And she's almost like, why are you doing this? Play the Biden clip. So the best way to get something done, if you... Anyway, um, I actually do have a setup for another sound pad, so bear with me. Um, one part that really bothered me about the movie is how fucking gullible everyone was. Um, all that you had to do was just be like, yeah, I saw Sarah and she was fucking the devil and people would just believe you. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like mad Thomas, the guy whose name is literally mad Thomas. The guy that everyone knows is just constantly drunk walking around. He's like, mm. yeah, I saw Sarah fucking the devil. Um, and they just, uh, well, what really bothers me uh, what really annoys me is he's like, I have evidence. And then he just fucking lies. At that lies. point, everyone should have just been like, shut the fuck up, Thomas. Well, like, um, what I imagine is, um, and keep in mind, this is a setup for a sound pad. Uh, after all, that is how I started this. Um, you know, everyone was like, who, who should we look to for guidance in this situation? You know, we really need someone to rally us together and tell us who to blame. And then one of them said, call a crackhead. How was that? How was that as a setup? <laughs> That's a slow burn. See, you you knew it. You knew <laughs> it was, was a, a setup for a burner. sound. Oh, I I know that that was a sound. I just didn't know what you were gonna use. Yeah, you knew that. You knew but it was so a setup. Fitting. But it's it was so fitting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> find the craziest fucker Still around. Yeah. And yeah, that that's the guy. Look! Look! <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sarah Fear, we're gonna hang you because you said this. We have to keep our country gate. <laughs> so we had to call a crackhead. <laughs> and if you, uh, if you, well, in this next one, if you replace um black people with uh Sarah Fear. And George Bush with the town of Union, uh, this th this would be the case. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, best movie ever. I, I what mean, are we going to watch next thing. week, Gavin? I, I almost forgot to ask. It's your turn to pick. Motherfucker, I'm in college. You think I have time to fucking think about what movie we're going to watch next? Okay, I well. I don't know, Alex. <laughs> Is there anything that you've been wanting to watch? to finish an assignment, Alex. Is there anything that you want to watch? Anything that perhaps you would watch anyway, as it is an uphill battle to get you to watch things? You know, I want to watch my dreams because I just want to fucking sleep, Alex. Okay. Um, well, if you don't have any ideas, I have one. Hit, hit me. Hit me. I'll just say I'll I'll sign off on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, the Jordan Peele movie, Nope came out earlier this year yeah it's supposed to be good i haven't seen it yet but supposedly it's it's pretty good um i just got it on blu-ray so it's it is on plex you can plex it um 
So you want to you want to watch it and talk about it? I next really week? hope he makes a sequel to it called Yup. Yeah. Yeah. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, next anyway. week's movie is. Nope. Fear Street Four. Electric. Yeah. 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 Oh, geez. People like review bombed it on Google. Bunch of one stars. Probably people being like, it's too woke. Probably a bunch of people being like, I don't like black people in my movies. I mean, that's that's, that's really what it is. I mean, come on. I mean, people have really made it easy to spot white supremacists because it's basically like if they if if they use the word woke a little too much. Or if they if they're like like yeah, even I like She Hulk because context. it's too woke, like even if it's like in the proper context where she like wakes up, yeah, <laughs> like from a nap, they're like too woke. too woke. <laughs> Everyone in this movie was awake. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry she had she had sex and she was awake. This is too woke. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, like, let's see what I mean, let's see what some of the one stars spectrum are. Of people. God, these reviews are long. I swear to God, there's got to be someone like above me or to the side of me who hears what I'm yelling and is like, what the fuck is this kid saying? <laughs> oh, these reviews are too woke. They're like multiple paragraphs. There are none that are just like, I don't like, you know. Listen, my daddy was in the clan. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, like it's I've, not even about the Civil War, but they're like, the Civil War was a last cause. <laughs> they needed us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I. I Abraham have... Lincoln had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have fun here. Um, I've, I've heard like basically so exclusively that. good things about Nope. So I'm expecting it to be decent. Um, I don't like the lack of racism. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't get a white guy in the cast until you get to fourth on the list of, uh, on the billing too woke, <laughs> not enough white people <laughs> to many Jews. Now trigger warning. It is two hours and 10 minutes. So it's longer than my cock. Temporally speaking, yeah. <laughs> that was so well played. I did it. I did it, Alex. Yeah. I made it funny. I did it. Anyway. 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 Best way to get something <laughs> something done that you hold. I just think it would be so funny if, like, fucking Sarah's at the altar. He walks in. She's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's just like, "When you want to get something done, that's." I have one Here more. Do, yeah, do I have one you more. that you want to be able to. I have one more. Um, anyway. Anyway. So. I kill you now. So Solomon, he sets up this deal with the devil. As he said, he reaches his hand into the darkness and he, in exchange for, you know, one, one soul every few years, he gets prosperity. But, you know, I bet from the perspective of the person being possessed, like they've got to be saying to themselves. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. 
like okay it's really an art there, there's an art you don't have to, to you don't have to like kill people to to get someone's soul to be devoted to satan there's a church of satan yeah and i'm sure one of them is suicidal <laughs> like like you can just be like hey listen anyway. how about that anyway anyway um anyway all right to any prospective employers that was a joke yeah um so anyway fear street part three best movie ever next week's movie nope uh you want to get to recommendations i'd love to actually i have a recommendation to say right now awesome what is it there's another youtube channel that i i've started to fuck fuck fuck. i'll get hold on another youtube channel i've started to enjoy um um his name is ben shapiro Mm. um um hold on let me hang on give me a second his name is wendigoon that sounds familiar. Can you uh, describe? He did. So he does um, like just plot analysis about like um, like Dante's Inferno and different like like horror genre slash biblical fan fiction. Yeah. And if you don't know, audience, uh, Dante's Inferno is basically like where we get our modern idea of hell. And it's also biblical fan fiction, if you didn't know. It is biblical fan fiction. That is, it's, it's self-insert biblical fan fiction, too. Right. Um, that, the church was like, yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, just to get an idea of how factually based uh, religion is, um, everything that we imagine about hell came from this this poem, basically. Um, the, de- the, the Bible doesn't really have a lot of details on what hell is like. So... Our entire idea of what hell is like. If you factually believe in hell, just know your idea of it came from this uh, this piece of fiction, this fan fiction. Furthermore, furthermore, if you believe in this this description of hell and you're Catholic, uh, you believe in a version of hell that was created by a guy that was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Yeah. Anyway, so this channel, Wendigoon. Anyway. Yeah, he just does like a lot of really good plot analysis. The way he goes about it is, um, it's just really good. He has a very good cadence to his voice. He talks a lot about um, some religious stuff, like religious stories, um, and uh, just the way he goes about it is very, um, really nonpartisan, apolitical, very just like this is what the story is saying. This mm. is how it can be described. Oh, they did a video on the back rooms. <clears throat> I love yeah. the back rooms. As like just a, like not not even just a horror setting, just as like uh, like there there's like it's scary, you know, in some circumstances, but also it can be viewed as like a a weirdly peaceful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just I love liminal spaces and that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, Wendigoon, like yeah. him, watch him. Yeah, it's like love Wendigo, him. like the Find Native him. American legend, but with no. goon at the end. Yeah, if you don't know how to spell it. Yeah. Yeah. link in description yeah. i will link actually up there i will the link is up my ass you have to reach to get it yeah i yeah. am going to Chokes put the link you. i'm into that shit <laughs> i'm putting the link in the uh, show notes right now so i don't forget but anyway um so gavin last week we mentioned we talked about how fallout 3 is free on the epic game store um now unfortunately when this episode comes out um that will have expired uh yesterday but as of today when we're recording uh it's still free on epic 
So this one is really just, just targeted towards Gavin specifically. Uh, are you claim just telling it. me to get on my Steam account and just get it? Not Steam, Epic. So you'll need to Epic. download the Epic Games launcher, uh, make an account if you don't have one, and then claim Fallout 3, Game of the Year edition, so it has all the DLC and everything. What if I'm just into the lore but not the game? You said that you wanted to play it. That was before. Before it had school. Look, it's a, it's a fun game. Play it when you have the time. Look, at least just claim it. You don't have to install it. You don't have to play it. Just add you it know, to your account. Just to spite you? Just to spite you, I'm not going to do it. Okay, fine. You're only depriving Specifically yourself. Specifically, cause go fuck yourself. Although, if you subscribe to patreon.com slash Alex Myers, uh, you will be able to get early access to episodes. Uh, basically, the day we record them... I get them mm-hmm. polished and put up. So subscribe for a dollar. But we all know you're here for my pretty voice anyway. So yeah, well, Gavin doesn't have a Patreon, so you'll have to settle for me. Um, yeah. But anyway, the point of that anyway. is give me money, and I will uh, tell you when Epic is free on the Epic or when Ge- Fallout Three is free on Epic uh, before it uh, is taken off. You sound like a priest. Yeah. Give me money. Give me money. God says you have to give me money. Uh, it, 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 I shovel it into a fire that keeps your seat warm in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, my other recommendation, um, I've been getting back into comics. I've been reading the Amazing Spider-Man series. It's pretty good. I really like um, comics as a medium. You know, I like the episodic nature of it. Um, it's just, it's fun to like hold a, a comic book in your hand. I, I, I like it. Um, it's actually it, like now is a pretty good time to get into Marvel comics because they're doing a lot of like num like number ones, quote unquote. Um, it's kind of weird how they've done numbering for comics. So like the Amazing Spider Man has had a number of number one issues, quote unquote, and it was kind of confusing for a while because back in like twenty eighteen ish, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. They were doing like the like Marvel now. Your mom. They were yeah. They were they were doing your mom, and they were doing what they called Marvel now, which was basically their attempt at sort of a universal reset. So they were trying to get people to read comics, and they're like, "Hey, look, look, it's Spider Man number one." Um, but it was really like Spider Man number seven hundred and eighty six, you know. Um, so it's confusing for longtime readers if you're like going by like what's now referred to as the legacy number. Um, but yeah, they were doing like new number ones. I like how they're doing it now. We're like, you know, as an example, you know, this is the amazing Spider-Man number eight. So it's for the the viewers. He's holding up a naked picture of his mother. It's actually Gavin's mother. Um, it's actually his mother. I know what his mom looks Gavin like. Gavin can't tell the difference because he's fucking because. blind. Um, but anyway, so for example, that's the Amazing Spider-Man, quote unquote, number eight. It's really just the eighth issue in this current run. Um, but it also has the legacy number. So the legacy like number this. is 902. So it's the 902nd Spider-Man comics. Comic. You're what? going to cut my fucking audio out, this bit. You're going to just fucking... <laughs> But anyway, my point is it's a it's a good time to get into comics. I think they're doing a lot of sort of status quo resets. Like, I know for a while they had Peter Parker be like the head of his own corporation. 
Um, people didn't really like that. But now it's like sort of back to the status quo because he's like a broke single dude just trying to make his way in the world or whatever. Um, but also like there are a lot of changes to the status quo. Um, but you know, it's uh, Peter Parker also takes on a third um, <clears throat> uh, alias uh, as a porn star named Peter Pecker. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, <sighs> um, yeah. I think it's like familiar yet different enough that it's not, ju- you're not just reading like the same old stuff, but there is like, you know, a degree of familiarity, familiarity and like accessibility. And I, I like that. Yeah. Um, like this, this run is pretty good. I've been reading the, uh, the series that started this April and like you can get the first volume with the first five issues, the second volume with the second five that's coming out next month. Um, but yeah, it's a good time to get into Spider-Man comics and I recommend it. If you've tried reading comics digitally, like on your phone or an iPad, um, it's like it's not the same as reading like a physical comic book. So if you didn't like reading digitally, um, you might like reading like the physical books, which also come with digital editions. Like you can get a digital copy for free uh, with your like physical copy, kind of like how they do with movies now. And then you can totally just do the snipping tool and just make like get it, like send it anyway. Yeah, pirate. I, I can't condone piracy. I can't either, but I totally can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we anyway, have fun here. We do. Yeah. Um, I have another uh I have a video recommendation. This is why queer TV is getting worse from what's the channel? What's the what's uh from Verily Bitchy on YouTube. Uh link in description. Uh the video basically talks about like uh well one part of the video is talking about like biphobia and about how like a lot of movies and TV don't really do bisexual representation because like it it's kind of lose lose cuz like straight people don't like bi people cuz they think they're gay and gay people don't like bi people cuz they think they're straight um and they're like, like it, it's it's a pretty um like looked down upon group and so like you know the the profit motive in media and it's talked about in the video the profit motive in in media stops artists from being able to like tell bisexual stories cuz you can't sell it as well mm-hmm. um and the video talks about how um the one of like the BBC sort of channel it was it was like channel 4 or something one of the shows in Britain uh since it's like publicly funded and it's meant to be like a like a queer representation kind of channel um like it's allowed more artistic freedom to like tell stories like by and for that group um partially because like they're just not allowed to pivot away from that because like their funding is meant for you know this this you know uh, this thing you know um but also they don't really have any motivation or incentive to pivot away from that kind of more niche stuff because they don't have a profit motive. They're not supposed to make a profit. They're just supposed to create art. It's a, it's a good exploration of, of that kind of stuff. Link in description. And I don't know about you, but I think that's the show then. I would say I, so. 
uh, you know, not to be so bold, but I think so. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Bold of You to Say. Thank if you, you like appreciate it, it, then like it. If you, you subscribe, like then subscribe. Share the show with a friend. Tweet our episodes. Tweet our clips. Our clips channel is in the description. Join our Discord. We actually got yeah. someone in the Discord that found one of our clips on YouTube, um, and they joined the Discord. And they liked they, they liked the they liked the show. And I like cool. that that people that's neat i think that's neat i think that you know wow that makes me think of how when anyway (laughs) so join the discord send memes uh inflate our our egos inflate our assets even yeah Can, can we get big enough that we can create our own crypto to pump and dump you know help us commit tax fraud help us go on the logan paul pipeline Help us make bad worse. Yeah. Joy, uh, follow yeah. me on social media. Don't follow Gavin Do anywhere. Do not follow me. Quite frankly, it's unwise. You. you don't want to. I will to. find you and I will hug you. Trust me. I don't think I won't. Yeah. I'll hug you. I'll hug your pets. I'll hug your parents. Yeah. I'll hug them. He'll fuck your mom. No, I stop at hugging, but. He'll hug I'll your hug mom. Em. I'll hug him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, play the show out loud at work. Uh, just get anyone who has ears that work. a public disturbance with our, you know, with our podcast, yeah. you know, uh, you know. Look, bottom um, line, you know, anyone that can listen to the show should and will. You know, you know, fuck it. Violate your local sound ordinance with the sound of our podcast. Yeah. Invent a new form of speaker that can play this show loud enough that everyone can hear it. You know, make a speaker that's so loud you can hear it in space. Yeah. Even though yeah. sound can't travel in space, just fucking do it. Just put an SSD in there. Yeah, just God. make it. Yeah, just fucking do it. Anyway, do subscribe it. so you don't miss the next episode. Turn on it's notifications like for not automatic downloads. And let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the hell let's out of Dodge. And leave. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's, let's, let's yeah, leave while we get, still can. Let's just leave. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Very true. Thank you, Kanye. Yes, yes. Thank you. But not for the anti-Smith stuff. That's bad.